Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the DH Effect, the Decided Heart Effect, where we invite you every week to reflect on what it takes to live with a decided heart. For us, we believe that through reflection of identity, trust, and where we belong, as well as how we're creating belonging, leads to the effect, the action of our decided heart moments for ourselves and for others. So my name is Sonia Montiel, and I am joined by my co-host, Hilary Bilbrey, out in Minnesota. Did I say that right? Minnesota. We're in, I'm in Minnesota today. <laughs> I practiced that. <laughs> but, well <done. laughs> and we are so privileged to be joined by Ella Stanyak, recording from Sydney, Australia. I'm not even a guess on that. <laughs> Hello, Sonia. Hello, Hilary. I am so excited to be here with you today. Oh my gosh. We, are, we, cannot, we haven't stopped talking about you coming on to our show. You guys, she is the founder of Feminine Leaders, She works with female leaders all around the world in the areas of all industries, government, media, entrepreneurs of all kinds, and even athletes. And she is so passionate about empowering women to do three things. So number one, champion their inner game, which I'm so curious about, reclaim their moxie and feminine leadership qualities to break through this thing called the glass ceiling because for Ella, she believes that we can have it all. There are no ceilings. And just list, just reading that alone, Ella, I'm inspired. I wanna learn more from you. So welcome again, thank you. Thank you so much for your kind introduction. Let's dive into this. I cannot wait. Sure. There are so many things, but I think it's so helpful to start really kind of at the beginning. And I know we have several decided heart moments in our lives. But I really think in hearing your story, Ella, you had your decided heart moment really came when you were 14. And it was so powerful. And to me really speaks to the importance of the idea of compassion, self-compassion, compassion with your past, with your with your parents, with your family of origin, with your own healing. Can you please share with our listeners and our viewers a bit about your journey and and what really helped propel you into the action and the amazing leader that you are today. I do want to recognize that every single human being, I believe, goes through those moments, what we call awakenings. Most of us experience them somewhere in later stages of life. And as much as it was difficult to navigate at the young age for myself, I believe I experienced my spiritual awakenings, the decided hard moments early on in my life. So the childhood was both beautiful and challenging. But by the time I was 14, I felt like my life was already full of experiences, the good and the bad. Growing up with a father alcoholic had a tremendous impact on my identity, how much I believed I deserved And not having that present father figure in my life, little did I know, created that inner voice within me saying, I'm not good enough. So by the time I was already a young woman, a teenager with a distorted idea of adulthood, um, that was already a very strong foundation for, for myself. But the biggest hard deciding moment was the moment when at the age of 14, I was home alone and I was just getting ready for school, just like any teenager would. The phone rings, I answer the phone 
and the message is being delivered that my mother passed away in school where she worked. Now, at that age, to receive that message without physical support around, at first, I believe I froze, I was in denial. It was such incredible and difficult information to even process. I didn't know what to do with it. And so I just sat down on my bed with my face in my hands and cried and sobbed and waited for my brother to come back home. I knew I couldn't call my father. My father lived three streets down from us, but the alcoholism took over his life. Now, this moment on its own, again, was so significant and I continued later on underestimating the gravity and the impact it had on my life. Every person faced with difficulty, adversity, loss, grief, pain, challenge is going to have their own unique coping mechanism, a set of behaviors that they are going to develop to survive, to make it through the challenge. Well, mine was avoidance. Throughout my life, I avoided dealing with most of my difficult emotions. And I would love to share the impact of them on a few areas of my life, because I do believe that it's going to resonate with so many of your listeners. When I disconnected from truly tapping onto what's in my heart, I sabotaged my health and well-being. I embarked on a journey on nearly a 10 years, nearly a decade of the chapter of my life, which I call sex, drugs, and rock and roll, complete self-sabotage, just to fuel those self-debilitating beliefs. Later on, I either couldn't find a meaningful close connection in my intimate relationships, or I navigated physical and emotional abuse at a very young age, trying to find love and be loved. I also sabotaged my career. I worked extremely hard and never smart, and the flow of money, the finances, would reach high highs and low lows. It was exhausting. Mm. And lastly, I acted like Mrs. I have it all together. I don't need any help. I am independent. I believed that asking for support was a weakness. It wasn't until I decided to face my fears, face my past, tap onto what was really going on in, in my heart, It wasn't until I became integrated in the context of my body, mind, and soul, my energy, my mind, my physicality, I then found myself. I became congruent with who I am. I became comfortable with who I am. I began honoring and embracing who I was. I recognized my strengths. And I stepped into what I call today the power of my feminine leadership. And this is, the rest is the history. Wow. I am so, thank you so much for sharing that story. I'm truly humbled. Um, And, you know, one of the things in terms of uh, that I resonate with is the underestimation. 
Mm. And it's really ironic because I, I believe as, as females and I'm generalizing and maybe my personal experiences, we so overestimate our, our coping mechanism where we are like, okay, any hard thing that happens, we have to prove to everyone else. So because I have to prove my strength and my power, I'm gonna overestimate my response and underestimate the actual experience. And I'm, I'm a little bit choked bit by just saying that because the, what happened in terms of, that's an identity, right? We talk about identity a lot history, but if we don't trust that, then we, we fall into this persona of constantly, the energy of constantly feeling that emptiness. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just treasuring that right now. No, I'm feeling that too. I mean, I think what's so powerful about what you're saying, I, I think we all have our, I mean, clearly losing your mother and I'm so sorry for your losses, you know, and what a difficult thing to go through. And I can't even imagine, you know, the, the coping and the filling and the, we have, we know people, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's food, whether it's certain behavior, whether it's sex, whether it's, it's like the emptiness, we mistake that emptiness of not connecting with our soul, with our heart, with our purpose for, you know, something else that can just get a quick fill. Right. And so I, I just treasure uh, as well. And I'm so honored that you shared it with our listeners, because I, I know it's resonating with people as they listen. I know they're hearing it and maybe, maybe it's a different story. And maybe it looks different, but how many of us, men and women included, I mean, I think there are men as well out there who have this message of not being worthy of having to have checked these certain boxes or they don't have enough worth. They can't just show up purely as who they are and matter. So I'm curious about the time where you said, okay, enough. Hey, fear, I've been carrying you for so long. What, what made you turn around and face it? What was that moment? Just like for so many human beings, I had to continue enduring emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. What this really means is that I became, at some point, physically frustrated and tired. I felt that sense of disconnection. I felt that sense of and desire to have meaningful connection in relationships but couldn't have that i knew somewhere deep down that i was capable of being an extraordinary business owner and i knew that the knowledge and the tools that i had years of studies of uh, of human behavior and behavioral change and performance and later on leadership development i knew deep down that i had enough resources to have everything what i want financial abundance of, of clients and the impact. I, I, I knew that, but at some point I turned around and I said, enough is enough. What if I just decided that I am good enough? What if I decided that I have everything that I need right here, right now, the person who I am to have everything that I want? the career, the relationship, and the health. And a big pain point was that at that time, I still worked in a fitness and wellness industry, coaching executive women. And it really didn't help that suddenly my body began, my body shape began increasing in size, despite never ending diet and exercise. 
and working in fitness industry and knowing exactly how to reshape the body and mind at the same time, there was a lot of shame happening and embarrassment that suddenly my body did not reflect all the action, all the input that I was investing uh, in myself, in my in my well-being. And I thought there's more to it. There is there's more to it. And so I decided. And steady but slowly, I rebuilt a completely rebuilt, redesigned a completely different life. I redesigned my career. I began owning my presence. I began honoring myself. I be- really increased my confidence purely because I knew that there were other women who I had to help. I, I just knew I had to. I couldn't turn around and say, I've got all these tools, but I'm just going to fall into my own comfort. I had to get over myself in order to help others. Um, and I really wanted to have a family. And I do believe if I didn't make that decision, I would have never gotten married and have this incredible little baby boy, Jordan, who is very oh, cheeky love today. Love him, love him, love him. <laughs> but it was a decision that propelled a different level of growth. It propelled a different level of desire. It propelled a dif- different level of later on decision-making. And look, it wasn't an easy path. If I told you that it was walk in the park, I would have lied. It wasn't. It took years of consistency, um, failures, questioning myself, um, and oftentimes just running on self-belief and passion to finally be able to speak with you today and share my, share my story, with, story with other women feeling integrated and connected and and, uh, acknowledging the power of my experiences today. It was true life's apprentice that I needed to go through to be able to find myself. Sure. You know, Ella, something that really strikes me about what you're saying, I'm thinking about it so much. I, I run into people all the time. We run into people all the time. They don't have time to deal with their past. They don't have time to deal with their feelings. They don't have time for all these things because it is hard and it is work and you have to meet things. But I always have this analogy in my head of, I don't know, Sonia, if I've shared this before on one of our podcasts, yell at me, but I think about childbirth and I remember being in hard labor with my son for my oldest for a long time, like the hard labor. And it was because I would like get to the pain and then I'd back off and then I'd get to the pain and I'd back off. And finally the nurse said, meet the pain and push through. And I did, and oh my gosh, 15 minutes later, he was born. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, yes, like moving forward, these things that happen that suck, that are hard, that are unfair, that are all these things. If I go through them, it actually happens. It resolves faster than when I back off because it keeps on piling up and piling up. And pretty soon at some point there's this explosion and there's your mind is never free. And so your bandwidth is gone. And it really, it's, I think you use self-sabotage as the word, it's the sabotage that happens. So yeah, it's going to hurt, but it really is going to go faster in most cases than if you keep backing it off. Do you, I mean, would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think most of us human beings have more or less the same set of problems, right? I either wish I could have more time or I wish I had more energy or I wish I had (laughs) some sort of greater resources one way or the other, greater support, more money, greater body shape. 
and all of us are, are really given the same time in a day working with women at all levels of leadership in the last 15 years uh, trust me i have heard it all beyond my story i have heard it all i work with very busy women who are what they call at capacity there isn't enough time in a day to be doing it all and i would say to them what if the mindset which you have today has created oftentimes incredible life which you have today but what if there is another way uh, one of uh, my strong pillars of uh, feminine leadership methodology that I share with women uh, is the alignment. When you are out of alignment, you have conflict. When you're out of alignment, you have resistance. Being in alignment gives you that sense of knowing exactly who you are and gives you a sense of direction and clarity where you are going. So you have alignment between who you are, your values and your direction. <sighs> now we have ease mm. when you're in alignment you become a very powerful creator because you operate in what we call the zone the vortex the slipstream it's a good place to be mm -hmm. the second very important pillar is uh, the connection a woman who feels connected operates in what we call being leadership versus doing leadership so in this example if doingness is what has got you here it will only got you will get you here so in order to move outside of your current operational paradigm you've got to move beyond that by probably implementing different approaches and this is where uh, i come in to bring that integration between the physical emotional spiritual psychological well-being and the third last core pillar is, of course, the beliefs. Uh, I think we, we, we can all agree that it's the beliefs which create our reality. Uh, what I mentioned uh, at the beginning, what we discussed is especially those deep, unconscious, fundamental beliefs which build our identity are the ones we need to tap onto. If you believe you are not good enough, not lovable, not significant, uh, not acknowledged, not supported, not beautiful enough that will drive the results in your life in all key areas of your life it's just important to bring simplicity to our complex problems for sure i'm actually realizing you know when you said being versus doing and you know and in our society it's when we do all about work ethics right doing leads to achievement but actually what you've just painted clearly is doing creates the ceiling Mm -hmm. because your actions alone can only lead you so much and so we're are we perhaps creating our own ceilings because we're ignoring the being but can I just go two steps backwards really quick because I think facing that fear going back to the fear is truly the one of the most difficult things like you know it's there but to decide to act on that takes a tremendous amount of, of work and courage and if it's not the physical sense because Hillary the the you know the hard labor and for you Ella you were saying it was the physical tiredness mm -hmm. and pain. It's either a physical sense that makes us shift because we can't get out of our own heads. But if we're hurt, <laughs> then perhaps we're out of our own heads because we need to survive. The other side of it, and I think Ella, I'm celebrating you because of the work that you're doing is belonging. Mm -hmm. Because it takes another person to recognize, you know what, Ella, something's not right. 
or, or Hillary, I'm seeing something different within you. What are you feeling? What are you connecting to? And trusting that that belonging, who do we belong to, helps us shift. Mm-hmm. And then what you're doing, Ella, is that you're saying, I'm going to create it. I am creating a sense, women leaders, feminine leaders, we need a sense of community. I am going to, I am going to, you know, be, a, I'm being a leader within that community and together women worldwide, we're creating that, that check and balance. And I just, I just love that whole, I'm going to say the, the bigger alignment of vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so important. And you, you have connection as part of your pillars. So that's just amazing work. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate all the incredible compliments. And I understand the pain of labor too. <laughs> Mine was much longer than what I envisioned, which went, went against my manifestation skills, let me tell you. But I also, in a way, I, I understand Hillary, I resisted a lot of the pain during the labor. But in a, let, let's talk about the big umbrella of pain that you ladies just mentioned, okay, or fear. To bring a little bit more of compassion to the whole society right now, let's let's just all acknowledge one fact. Pain has been, been given to us so we can move away from danger. It's a very primary instinct. Thank God, because we are still here <sighs> centuries and centuries and thousands of years, right? We are still here as human beings, as a society more developed than ever before. Great, only because we know how to move away from pain. Leadership game is slightly different. And Brendan Bouchard talks about it uh, in depth. Good leaders, those integrated, connected ones who are driven and know uh, how to enroll people in their vision, look for discomfort. Mm. Leaders look for pain, look for discomfort, look for fear because they know that the soon they face it and overcome it, they soon they can progress. Feminine leadership also operates in this paradigm, but the how-to is different. The coexisting mechanism with fear or discomfort is slightly different. So let's just dive into how. Well, as women connected to the power of femininity are capable of sitting in the discomfort and dissecting the process rather than charging through like the masculine, overcoming, full of direction. The feminine is going to sit in the process, feel the discomfort, take the lessons from it and um, create her own process how how to overcome it. And this is why I, I do want to share a big message that feminine and masculine qualities coexist in a very productive dynamic in our homes and in our workplaces. We need both. We need the sharpness and direction and the ability to hit the targets or overcome problems. We need that that rigidity and, and, and the storm and the power of the masculine. But we also need the love for the process of the feminine because that provides an, an opportunity to be inclusive, to engage people in the discomfort or the process due to the capability of sharing the feelings and sharing or asking for advice, asking for support. So feminine is more of that inclusive enrolling people in what is going on. Sharing is the power. 
And it is just as important because it makes people around us feel included in what is going on, the pain and the discomfort. Even Hillary said, said, you said uh, at the beginning, you know, as soon as I faced my fear, I resisted, I resisted. But as soon as I just gave in and went with it, somewhat trusting that the outcome is going to be what I want it to be, 15 minutes later, boom, baby is born. How magical is that? To give birth to a child is an extraordinary experience. Something that men cannot really acknowledge, right? So even this example is really powerful. You can surrender to what is going on. Doesn't matter how scared you are. Doesn't matter how uncomfortable this feels. Knowing that you will move forward as that beautiful feminine uh, stream that you are. Like water. Like water. It's very important to acknowledge. I, I love your acknowledgement of that. And I, I would really love, you know, we, Sonia and I, I'm sure Sonia is thinking of Cassandra Speaks, right? We, we read this book together called Cassandra Speaks that is all about embracing the feminine. And it's so interesting because I see such a, a backlash, such a, oh, you're trying to one-up men or you're trying to, you know, all of this. And, and it really isn't, it isn't about that. And can you just say a little bit more about, embracing the feminine, embracing the masculine, they aren't, they don't need to be at odds. And they should not be because the feminine and masculine, just like yin and yang, there, we, there is balance in everything. The nature and the universe have created balance in everything. The law of duality, you've got to know the comfort or the discomfort to appreciate the other. You always need both. We could again uh, talk about a wide range of feminine and masculine. So I'll talk at the, about the first one, something that is close to me, which is uh, the balance of feminine and masculine in the workplaces and why I believe it is important to have both. And then we can move to a family dynamic as well and where women sit in that empowerment movement in the society today. Women are highly underrepresented in decision-making in Australia and globally. So in Australia, we only have uh, about uh, 14 to 18% of women at, uh, in the boardrooms and as CEOs of the companies, quite, quite low, right? I believe that more diversity through female voices will produce equitable outcomes uh, worldwide, not only in our workplaces, but worldwide. And again, this is just my belief. I believe that if we had more women in political decision power today, which I, I am aware it is changing. Yay, we have to celebrate that. I believe Go New that Zealand. we would Sorry. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And, and US, I mean, look at look who is standing on the right and the left side of the president. That's right. Um, uh, but yes, go, go New Zealand. We all love Jacinta. We, we love Jacinta. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's amazing. <laughs> Hopefully you can get her on the show as well. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I do believe that we wouldn't be facing so much terror, war, um, and other economic problems that we, we are facing today globally. If we just had more women at the highest decision-making in leadership. Same goes for organizations and businesses. 
greater balance or cl closing that gap between uh, the number of men and women in decision-making in the workplaces, again, is not about one figuring out who is better than the other, not one upping for sure, coming together to utilize our unique natural approaches. Both are really extremely powerful, but when come together, we have greater opportunity here to, again, have it all, to have it all. Because women in the workplaces, those who are really embracing their, their, their strengths, which is, as I mentioned earlier, an ability to be inclusive, an ability to, to look at, at the whole workplace and people holistically, uh, to have a greater level of emotional connection to the workplaces. That's not a weakness, that's a superpower. And a lot of women, unfortunately, have denied that for so many uh, decades because, well, we did have to work harder than men in order to uh, access leadership roles, to, to have the authority to be seen, heard and understood. We no longer have to do that. <laughs> we do have uh, equal rights now. We do have access to education resources and support. And now we can really tap onto our strengths and bring them to light. Um, we also need the masculine uh, uh, quality there to come in and have direction, have the drive and, uh, and have a greater focus on the outcome and outcome only. So one is not worse than the other or better than the other. Very powerful, both together. And another aspect I would love to bring to um, to that fine balance or even differences of feminine and masculine and how they come together are truly uh, our homes. It, it is so empowering to know, and again, feminine and masculine are not gender determined. When we talk about partnerships, also in any relationships, heterosexual, homosexual, you name it, when there is a fine balance between feminine and masculine between the partners, we then have a great flow of, of, again, the direction and the power and the force and also the collaboration, inclusiveness, uh, um, emotional uh, connection to the environment. And together we have great combination, right? Now, where does it start? With every single human being acknowledging that every single and each of us have feminine and masculine qualities. And it's important to build skills in knowing where to draw from which place in order to achieve desired outcomes. I know that when I run a business, I have to drop into my masculine sometimes to know what I am doing, what are my targets, what are my milestones, where am I going, what do I need to achieve every single day, every single week, every single month to be on track. But I can also bring my feminine quality here in meaningful conversations, in business and personal relationships uh, to uh, have greater capacity to make sure that my staff or business partners are all on board, that we are on one page working together to mutual outcomes. We don't have people who feel left out. We don't have people who do not contribute. We do not have people who do not feel good enough or do not belong. So these are just very basic terms. Uh, I, I hope that this helps the listeners to acknowledge one thing or, or two. 
to be able to progress and evolve in their life and career. Um, Hillary, I, for sure, I, I just really appreciate that. And I know, Hillary, you mentioned a statistic just recently in terms of the benefit of belonging. What was that statistic where it actually, creating sense of belonging and inclusion actually helps a company with an outcome. Remember that, Hillary? Am I putting you in the spot? I do. Well, it ties into trust. So high trust relationships, which belonging is a part of that. When you have the transparency, the understanding, the seeing one another, the true connection, that you, on on average, have about a 40% increase in efficiency and productivity and bottom line. You know, so it is, um, and, and oftentimes profit, you know, you you save money, you save time, there's shorthand, there, it, there's fewer arguments. And, you know, so I, 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 it's resonating so much and I'm having this, um, I think a lot in imagery. So as you were talking, I'm thinking as a, as a singer, right, you have, and where I see the, where the difficulty and I feel like I could talk to you forever. So I'll, I promise I'll wrap it up after this. I may not want to, but, um, but I, but what's going on in my head is I'm thinking of the low notes as a singer, right. As being the masculine. And then you have your high notes, right. And that's, I'm thinking of that being the feminine. And as a singer, the tricky spot is where you blend and switch. It's really hard to mm-hmm. switch those and get that to be a seamless switch. And I'm thinking about how I feel like so often we fight each other thinking that one is better than the other, or if I acknowledge this, then it means this one's wrong. And the blending part is the part that we're not taught. That's the tricky part, how do we, how we flip that and are okay with it and accept it. Do you, I, I know that's really a random way, but, but do you have any thoughts about how, how can we start to work on accepting the, that transition time. And, and if my husband or, or someone with masculine leadership is acting in a certain way, that's still working. That doesn't mean that my way is wrong. How can we blend those? The best advice I always give in these instances is this focus on your own integration between your body, mind, and soul. Because a woman who truly works on that integration, does the inner work, and knows exactly who she is, what she has to offer, what she brings to the table, does not have to worry about any external circumstances or limitations that she faces. There is so much focus on, I feel, in the movement, in the feministic movement, there is so much focus on the external on what is not working, on, um, you know, on, and it, in a way it is important to acknowledge uh, the fact that so many women have faced discrimination in the workplaces. I know I have to, trust me, in three different countries I lived in. It is important to acknowledge the challenges. However, at the same time, if every single woman focused on who she truly is, embraced, did the inner work, embraced her past experiences and tapped onto her own power of feminine leadership, she doesn't have to worry about anything else because she has all the resources to trailblaze through unknown scenarios. She has all the resources to stay in her lane, on her path to fulfilling the legacy she was born to fulfill in this lifetime. She's full of passion and purpose. And she's full of energy, the radiance that, that is the greatest quality 
of feminine energy. She's full of health and well-being. She, uh, more importantly, has the level of self-belief, knowing that it doesn't matter what happens around me. I am right here, right now, grounded, knowing exactly who I am. And it just comes full circle again. I mean, it just anchors to identity. And um, we, Hillary, we, we did this book review. It's um, called Wolfpack and it is the, the leader that we are. And it's not about titles, but leadership starts with you. How can you be a leader for others if you're not a leader within yourself? And really doing the work in uncovering that. Um, gosh, I know Hillary, we can talk forever about this, but we do have to close soon. But what I do you have, I know that she's she's just dying to say something. I'm dying. I'm like, I, I'm picturing, I'm like wanting to point and howl. Like that's like Wolfpack, right? Like yeah, right. she just said, but she just said, that's it. I'm all excited. I happen to be standing today. So I'm like trying to contain <laughs> myself because it's so powerful. And it's like, say it again for the back to here, all the way back there, which is own yourself and then you don't feel defensive. Connect with who you are and be confident how you show up and the rest falls into place. It's not easy, but it does. I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you, follow you, see you. Can you tell them how they can get a hold of you, Ella? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really pleased that so much has resonated in our conversation today. I loved speaking to you, Hilary and Sonia. Thank you so much. The easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. I provide uh, regular resources, articles, posts on how to tap onto the power of feminine leadership, what feminism really is in the modern world. So there are great free resources right there. I have created a free resource that is on YouTube. We can hopefully provide a link um, in, in, in the notes of today's show. Um, called 12 key pain points of feminine leaders. So I present the pain points there, but also what is important to acknowledge, where do they come from? What is this glass ceiling in different areas of our life? Um, Instagram, you're more than welcome. And lastly, uh, my website, www.feminineleaders.co. If uh, you are interested talking to me, I uh, always welcome a conversation around leadership and performance acceleration. Get in touch. We get on call, half an hour chat, and we'll see what's possible for you. I love it. Any last thoughts, Sonia, before we close it up? No, I'm thinking I'm going to go into that link on the 12 pain points of fundamental leader. I'm like, I'm going right. to that link. I'm going I'm to going. do my homework. Mm -hmm. On it, on it. Thank you so much, Ella. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your heart, your soul, your vulnerability, your leadership, your feminine leadership and power uh, to this, to this um, decided heart moment for all of us. I hope our listeners, I know our listeners were able to resonate with you as well. So thank you so much. And to our listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us again and be listening and watching to your own heart for those moments where you can decide to take action and live with a decided heart. Don't forget to subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, all the places so you never miss a decided heart moment. Thank you.